You're listening to the She's on Our Toes podcast, episode 33. She's on Our Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real-life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. All right. Well, welcome to the She's on Her Toes podcast. Carolyn Hearn here, and I am joined by my two managers, Emily Gustafson and Christina Shafka. And today we are recording episode 33. And today's topic is how to hire an amazing manager or two. Ah, (laughs) Too funny. All right. But um, before we get going, just want to thank everyone for listening. Hey, um, did you know that I actually wrote a book called She's on Her Toes? How I started a business, expanded it, almost lost it, and got back on my toes. I know some of you are aware because I've noticed um, sales of the book increased a little bit over the last two months so thank you all those people who are listening and maybe going to that website she's on her toes.com where we also have all of our show notes but yeah if you haven't already read the book go ahead and buy that you might get a little bit more insight into how this podcast evolved and you know what we're doing on a daily basis in the studios get a little bit more background on my perspective on how I run my businesses but uh, yeah you can buy that on Amazon or if you are a client in the studio you can stop by the studio we've got it for sale here so but you know that uh, two-day free shipping is always enticing if you're a prime member so nothing can stop you from ordering on Amazon I uh, get a royalty either way so don't you worry (laughs) about that but anyways so yeah thanks so much and if you haven't already checked out the book please do so but yeah I mean I get asked all the time how I got so lucky to have my two amazing managers, Emily and Christina. But I mean, it's not really luck. It was a business decision to hire both of them full-time and give them their current responsibilities to help run my business. Wish you had an amazing manager? Stop wishing and start acting. Today, we'll talk about when you know it's the right time to hire a manager. So like when you'll, you know, when, what, you know, you should be thinking about or like what uh, spot your business should be in before you hire somebody to manage. And then also how to create a plan to find your own amazing manager. Yes, it can be done. And you can start doing that uh, after you listen to the podcast. We'll talk all about that. But anyways, I guess let's get going here. So, I mean, I was at our owner's conference and someone asked me if either of you would be interested in working at their studio. And I literally was like, what? Are you kidding me? Find your own manager. But seriously, there is literally no shortage of talented people out there. Why does hiring a full-time employee seem so scary? Coming from the other side. Yeah. yeah. This, is this is a fair and balanced uh, podcast today. Yeah. I'm just going to speculate briefly, but um, I can imagine that it's really scary to, it's one thing to hire an employee that, you know, carries out some basic responsibilities so that you can go home and, you know, sleep and come back and, you know, start it all over again. But it's another thing to hire somebody that you're really going to entrust like serious parts of your business with. Um, you're going to give them key information. You're going to give them, you know, even giving them opportunities to take some things and do them on their own. And as somebody coming from a part in your business or a stage in your business where you are doing everything, 
I can see where it sounds like a great idea because you're like, oh, I can finally like focus on something else. And also really hard to kind of let go because I can focus on something else, but what if like yeah. this doesn't, what if they don't do it the way I would do it? Yeah. What if they, you know, do it the way I would do it, but they don't get the same results? What if I don't agree with what they're doing? So I can imagine like learning how to do that and taking that jump um, is not easily done. Yeah, I, as someone who likes to have a lot of control like myself, I can't imagine having a business that's mine and just like, like, all right, well, here's the financial side of things and here's Mm -hmm. this and here's that. So yeah, I think you really have to have a lot of trust in someone and just know that this is going to be better for me. And if it's not working out, you can take a step back and look elsewhere or Mm -hmm. try to go from there. But yeah, I mean, it, that is scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is scary. Uh, (laughs) speaking from firsthand experience. And I think like from the owner's perspective, from my perspective, first, my number one concern is, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay this person? Like, um, because you know, you, you know what you can afford to pay yourself and then you're like, okay, great. Like, but I mean, as the owner and we've all done this as owners is, you know, always thinking about paying ourselves last, which is terrible. And I talk a lot about that in the book as to why you really should approach it the opposite way. Um, and you know, so there have definitely been times when I've paid myself less than I normally do because there's less money at the end of the month because we've had other expenses or maybe we have a slow month or a hurricane hit and, you or know, two. yeah, two hurricanes <laughs> hit in the same month and we seem to be like two weeks off in terms of where we would be with our sales. But like, um, I know, of course, that will just cycle out and we'll get back on track, but you know, these are all little things. And like, when you have an employee, like you can't say to them, Oh yeah, by the way, like, I'm not going to pay you like what we agreed upon because you know, things just aren't working out. Like as the owner, you have to eat that. And that money is going to come from somewhere and it's either your savings account, your retirement fund that you're going to withdraw on to keep your business going, which, um, again is something that I am not proud of, but has happened. And I know a lot of us have done that. And then also, yeah, like your salary or like what you get to take home. And um, so that is, I think, the number one thing. The other thing, yeah, it would be like the trust factor, the whole like crap. Like if they're doing things like then what am I going to do? And that is, (laughs) yeah, like that is uh, like a whole other problem that you have to solve in your head. Like you have to occupy your time with other things besides those, you know, tasks that you delegate to your manager. And that can be difficult because we, you know, as owners have been, you know, I guess in our businesses and doing those things and keeping them going for so long, it's like, you know, kind of become ingrained in our identity. And now as an owner, you need to focus on other things like owner jobs and owner activities. And that can be a hard transition. Like you kind of, I've definitely circled back and gone back and tried to like meddle in what y'all have done. And um, yeah, it's never, never a good thing, but I mean, it has happened. So yeah, I mean, I think there are a couple of different reasons why it's scary, but really when your business is at a point where, you know, you can hire somebody, you should do that because it'll free up your time. You can focus on other projects uh, like a podcast or, you know, writing a book or all those things that like you might want to be doing starting another business. You know, these are all things that um, I've got going on and I'm trying to get off the ground now that I have more time. But um, 
I mean, Emily was one of my first full-time employees. She actually asked for that honor. I'm not really <laughs> sure why. I mean, was that scary? I just, I, we've never talked about this. Uh, so I just want to know, I mean, what was that like for her? What was that like for you? I mean, did you even know what you were getting into? Like, <laughs> I was thinking about this question as I was like reading through the podcast notes yesterday. And that is such a, like a vivid time in my memory. Uh-huh. I, you know, Carolyn did say that she was looking for some help. <laughs> However, no, I, I never specified <laughs> full was, time. Like no. she came up with this a whole crazy idea on her own. <laughs> she was like, is anybody available from like nine to twelve, a couple days a week? And no, I can't do. Yeah. Like I can't leave my full time job and work nine to twelve. However, <laughs> what I could, and I really had no idea. Like speaking money, I had no idea if she could afford to pay me. I had no idea if like uh-huh. she was even interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did know that I was much happier here than in my current job. And I also knew while we didn't necessarily have it written down yet, like I knew that this mission, like the mission of Pure Bar was much more aligned with what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. than where I currently was. And, um, it seemed like a really great opportunity. And my family of literally generations of educators was like, you're doing what? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be really great. Like, it's going to be great. So it was a little scary. I think it was scary just because anytime you leave a, you know, I was a state employee, Mm -hmm. anytime you leave something like that, um, to go work for a small business, it's different. It's scary. You have no idea what, you have no idea what that looks like. Um, but at the same time, it was really exciting and I definitely have learned a lot. I don't know if I knew what I was getting into, like in a good or bad way. I think it was a little unknown, but, um, it was a great opportunity. I mean, and to be clear, we probably went about like adding Emily as a full-time employee the complete wrong way because like she, we had like real, like no real like job description, no, like your role has kind of evolved. Like you really didn't start out as like a lead teacher. You did like, it really has kind of like evolved and I'm glad that we are where we are, but yeah. Like, I really did not approach it a good way. Like, it was not organized. It was just, like, I, like, I like my main concern was just, like, how much I was going to pay you. Yeah, I know. And that was about it. Like, <laughs> I have more to say on that later when we're talking about, like, you know, what to think about when you bring on a manager. Yeah. However, I mean, I think it was really, I think we kind of, like, learned together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because yeah. in the beginning, I mean, anytime you start a new job and you work with somebody new, like, not even um, necessarily, like, the owner of the company, you're working with a manager mm-hmm. you're just trying to figure out like what's my responsibility what's your responsibility and mm-hmm. um it started slow and I think like as Carolyn gained some more trust in me more mm-hmm. things would become my responsibility and it kind of grew from there mm-hmm. um so I wouldn't go back and do it differently but it was done in a different way yeah definitely <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah well and I mean Christina what was going through your head when you asked to work full-time <laughs> well um I'd say it was I mean, similar to Emily, obviously, but it was definitely a little scary, but somewhat of a risk, but I knew that if this didn't work out, I knew I'd be working here in some capacity, and I would try to find something else, but I wanted this to work out really, really bad, and Mm -hmm. um, it was just sort of like the unknown for a while, and like, all right, we'll see, and then... um, yeah, I just sort of went, wanted to go for it. And it, I mean, what, what's the worst you can hear? No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah I do yeah. agree with that. Like, I know coming from like a state employee, yeah, 
having to talk to Carolyn and say like, I need this much money. Like I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like I come, I'm coming from a profession where like this is your base salary. You don't ask any questions. Like this is what you get. You'll make more when you're tenure, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. But like it was really, I think it was such a good experience because I was constantly like, okay, should I ask her for this amount of money? Is this okay? And then finally I was like, you know what? If this isn't going to work, like it's, she's going to say no and that's fine yeah. and yeah. we will figure it out and I'm going to keep working at Pure Bar and yeah. whatnot, <laughs> but I think it goes both ways. Like, yeah. No, know? I definitely yeah. made you, like, I was like, well, what do you want? <laughs> I was like, um, okay. <laughs> I like I I, I didn't do you any favors. I was like, yeah, I'm you test you right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. and Emily, she yeah, she came back to me and told me what she wanted, and mm-hmm. we like worked on that, and yeah. But like, yeah. I was like, okay, like we'll try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might be back begging for your job back. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, I still think about it, and I was like, no, never, nope, uh-uh. Uh, good times. All right, so I guess, like, I wanted to talk, I mean, it's all, like, f- funny talking about this, but, like, I mean, when does it make sense to hire a manager? Because hiring a manager is way different than just hiring, like, a bunch of part-time employees to kind of, like, piece the schedule together and, like, keep things, like, the lights on and the door open and, like, you know, if you know, selling a few things and that kind of thing. I mean, like, a manager has a lot more responsibility um, and, you know, like, the definition of would require them to essentially manage, like, other people and and that kind of thing. So, like, how do you know when, like, you're at that point, I guess? Well, I definitely... um, You know, when we brought Christina on... Yeah. Like, from that perspective, um, you... You get to a point, or in the beginning, whether you're a manager or you're the business owner and you're just the only one working, um, you get to, you like, for a while, that's great. Like, you're learning the ropes, and you need to do everything, I think, um, because it really helps you know, like, what processes work, what you need to be focusing on, and how, you know, just the the components of your business. Um, But then you get to that point where it's either too much and you're no longer doing things as efficiently as you could because you have so much on your plate or you're like burnout and overwhelmed and you no longer have the ability to even like get up and like you don't even want to get up and go do anything um so i think you have these like perfect storm of situations where work is becoming and it's probably a good thing like that hopefully means you're busy and things are going well uh, but work becomes, you know, overwhelming, and you need somebody that you can consistently have help you, uh, as opposed to like part-time employees. It's great to give them responsibilities mm-hmm. and have them do things, but when you really you want some consistency in your mm-hmm. in your strategies and the things that you're putting into place, and that's one thing that has been really helpful with Christina because we can take some of those things, um, give them to her. She can tweak them, improve them, work with them, and uh, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about going back and and doing those or checking those or like, did I remember to tell my part-time employee to do this part of it? And Mm -hmm. you can just really have somebody to trust and rely on and take a a large portion of work and kind of make it their own. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, um, as an owner, when, if you haven't hired a manager yet, if you're feeling like Emily said, overwhelmed and just, I can't even, I don't even know where to begin because there's so much. And I feel like if I do this one thing, this other thing's going to suffer. 
think that's your sign that you need to bring someone on very quickly and mm-hmm. but have a plan. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, once you or do may, that. and like also maybe on the flip side, like if you are feeling like things are going really well, maybe that's a good time to bring somebody on too. Oh, just yeah, because it's like level. Yeah, yeah, like you feel like you have things under your belt and you have time to you know give uh-huh. to or or you're ready to start focusing on something else, like Carolyn mm-hmm. mentioned. So I think there are probably various paths that you could cross, um, but just kind of like being aware of the state of your business and knowing like when that seems like a good time to bring somebody on. Yeah, definitely. And I think also, I mean, from my perspective, like I started just running into these problems where like, you know, as the owner, like you need to be networking and kind of like out in the community talking with people and maybe like going to events and going to you know various like you know chamber lunches and and things like that and just you know making people more aware of your business um and you know it was just like I could never do any of those things because I was always working in the business yeah so I think that there's a point when you realize like instead of working in your business you need to be more working on your business and conversely like I could just never like even schedule a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment like it was really difficult to do those kinds of things or to like you know set like you know if I wanted to start meeting with a business coach like I, I needed to know that like I could have like at least like one day where I wasn't you know in the studio and I could have like that day to like do all that kind of stuff and like just get all that stuff done and so I mean I'll create I think what I'll do is um I'll create like a I don't know like a cheat sheet so that you can maybe it's just like a list of questions I haven't made it yet so I'll I'll think about that as um we um you know finish the episode and and that kind of thing but like yeah I'll create some kind of like you know what to know or like what questions to ask yourself like cheat sheets so that you can start you know really thinking about if it makes sense to hire a full-time manager Um, because I think there are a lot of things that go into that and if you but I think there are a lot of like common like if you get to a point where you're like okay like I'm feel frustrated because I can't do these things that I know I should be doing then it's probably time to start thinking about, um, you know, how to, you know, give yourself that extra time. All right. So, I mean, we talk, we're talking about how, like when it makes sense, but like, how do you create a plan to find an amazing manager? I mean, do you think it's better to promote from within, which is what we've done, um, on both instances when I, you know, brought both of y'all on, or do you think you, it's better to like search outside the organization? I, uh, I think this is, like, don't force, a, you know, a round circle and a square hole. That's yeah. totally yeah. not a saying. What if that saying <laughs> A round peg and a, a square s- hole. I guess square it would be a square a peg and a round hole. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look up your uh, sayings before you use them on the podcast. Um, I like that you went for it, though. Yeah. I was like, maybe it'll just yeah. <laughs> um, And I think, I think you don't force it. However... Don't overlook the people that you already have. You hired them for a reason. If you followed yeah. Carolyn's, you know, how to hire a rock star team, um, you, you probably have the right people hired. And it might just be, I mean, I had a full, Christina and I both had full-time jobs. I mean, I honestly didn't even here. know that, like, y'all were, that was, like, a possibility or that's, yeah. like, something yeah. that you wanted. So, um, 
yeah, no, like, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. have, you just might have somebody right there that, um, you know, doesn't seem like availability wise or, you know, career path wise, that that's what they, uh, what is in the plan for them. But if you, you know, if you like their skill set and you think that they're the right person, then it's worth a conversation yeah. because again, from the owner's side, like the worst they could say is I love it here, but no. And, yeah, the, and then you, yeah. yeah. And you move on. Um, and then you're like, do you have any friends yeah. <laughs> that are just, like, just you. like you? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a sibling? <laughs> um, and so, you know, use your resources that you already have. There's a reason that you have a feeling that they might work. There's a reason that you, you know, maybe you have somebody, there are always people, hopefully everybody on your staff you can trust, but there are always people that you feel a little bit better when they're the ones that are in charge or you're, mm-hmm. you know, they're the ones at the business and you're at home and you're kind of like, I can take a deep breath because like, yeah. I know <laughs> that things are going to be okay. So, I mean, when you have that feeling, like that's a good, um, that's a good idea. And I think another great thing to do is to think about, like, think about your mission statement, your culture, and create some um, key characteristics of staff members. So, like, if it's really important to you that, um, you know, somebody is coachable, like, then make that a priority when you're looking for somebody. And everybody's business will have slightly different things that are important to them. And everybody personally, like just you personally working with somebody, (laughs) you might have different preferences. So just know what those are. And um, when you start looking, you know, use those things that are important to you to look for somebody rather than just saying, well, this person, you know, has ABC, but they have all these traits that I don't (laughs) love. I'm going to hire them and see how it goes. It's not going to go well. Um, So really thinking about it and using, I would say, use the talent you have. Don't be afraid to hire from outside if it just doesn't seem like what you have will work. Yeah, I think if you start with the good foundation, like what Carolyn has, um, she has the whole plan and everything you can do with creating and hiring a rock star team to begin with. So if you already have the people, that's great, but maybe some of those, maybe you need to go in and tweak what you have if you aren't feeling as comfortable as you would like to to hire someone more full time. That would be a good way place to start, I guess. Is yeah. To like go back in and be like, all right, this is where I am, and you're with me or you're not, and just mm-hmm. sort of go from there. But if you don't have that, I would say just start, you know, start with that um, how to hire a rock star team because really, I mean, we it's just I don't like it. It works. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the awesome. Pe- the yeah. people that are supposed to <laughs> yeah end up having the job get the job. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the right yeah. people. It works. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to bring you good talent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is amazing when you, you know, decide and define what you want from an employee and take the time to figure out, like, what it is that, like, you want, you know, characteristics and values from somebody that that's what you find and that's what you attract and I mean until you sit down and do that as the owner and the business owner like you're just never gonna you you, it's like you know throwing spaghetti on the wall like to see if it sticks or like you it's just a stab in the dark you have no clue like who's coming in they have no clue as to like what it is that you want and yeah you have to sit down and define you know your company culture as the owner because otherwise and we've said this before your employees will do that for you and what Mm -hmm. they define as the culture of your business is like never what you want it to be (laughs) and i also think Um, um, that people getting jobs now are looking for a company that's missions yeah yeah mission 
whose mission? Yeah. I'm gonna start it. That was terrible. I was like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> I also think that people looking for jobs now are looking for a company whose mission aligns with their values. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. maybe not always, and maybe not you know in the per. Not everybody's situation is perfect right off mm-hmm. the bat, and maybe you work for a company that you know your values aren't quite in line with. But I think that probably long term doesn't last. And you end up looking for something that you can like put your passion behind because yeah. if you can't, um, you know, it's nine to five and it's not putting any effort in beyond what's really you know right. required and you move on. So yeah. I think people are looking to align with that and that really creates like job happiness and mm-hmm. retention and potentially keeping people longer. Yeah. I mean, I think, I guess I'll answer the question. I guess I kind of forgot to do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I really think it would be better to promote somebody from within because they kind of already know what's going on. They have a relationship with your other staff, um, your other employees, and and they, you know. Well, you've seen what they can do, and and if they're going, like, above and beyond, it's like a, you know. They've, like, proven themselves, that kind of thing. Um, So... Yeah, but and chances are, like, that's, like, your first place to start. So, like, if you are in a situation where you don't have a manager and you think you need one, um, you know, start with the people that you already have. I mean, you might be surprised. One of them, you know, might be able to give you more time if the opportunity was available or, you know, would like to, you know, have more flexibility than their, you know, current job. And if you can provide them that, then they, you know, might take that chance and come work for you, and, and that would be awesome. And then, you know, it's just, like, a little bit less training, a little bit less, yeah, like, a, yeah. easier transition. Yeah, it's sure. a, yeah, definitely an easier yeah. transition. I mean, I guess I would say if you needed to – if one of y'all moved and I needed to find a manager, I'm sure I could do that either within the current group that we have mm-hmm. or do an outside search. Um, I just think that, you know, if – you're looking outside the organization. I guess I'm just going to say this. Like, I just feel like maybe if your business is small, like, it might be more difficult to yeah. go outside the organization uh-huh. because, you know, you just... You're trying to sell people yeah. on your business and encourage yeah. them to work for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. But I think any time where you can, you know, take somebody who's been working with you and how you have an established, like, relationship and rapport with and they kind of know, you know, the structure of the company and that kind of thing, it's always just going to be a smoother transition. Um, And anyways, all right, well, I mean, as managers, what advice would you give an owner looking to bring on their full their first full-time employee. I feel like this is going to be really valuable information um, to anyone <laughs> no who, uh, you know, is a business owner and they're just not quite sure where to start or, like, what to think about. I guess maybe I'll start yeah. with this one. Um, I don't, you know, usually, like, let y'all take on. But I think, like, one of the things, and we've definitely talked about this um, on previous episodes, is, you know, as... A business, like you kind of need like two different um, types of people. So like the owner maybe is like the visionary and they come up with like the big ideas and they're always thinking about like what's next for the business and taking the business to the next level. And then you need kind of like that integrator or that person to 
um, take those big ideas and actually implement them and make them reality. Mm-hmm. And as if you've been listening to all episodes before this one, you know that I am the visionary, but I am not good at integrating things. Like I come up with big ideas, but then I am like, and how do we make them work? Like I don't want to, like that's not my expertise. Yeah. But Emily and Christina are integrators, and there is a test that you can take, like a little quiz. Um, There's a book that's called um, Rocket Fuel. You can uh, read that by Mark C. Winters, and he has like a little quiz on his website. So you can figure out if you are a visionary or an integrator. And of course, like I took, when I like learned about the book and like the test, I was like, oh, I wonder, I think I'm a visionary. So I like took the test and I was, and then of course I was like, Emily, oh my gosh, like I bet Emily texted me a link or something. Yeah, I was like, take this real quick and let me know like what your score is. And she's like, oh my God, what is this? Like, like, and of course she it. turned out to be an integrator and I was like yes you can I keep working right. you can keep working here I didn't know I was like taking a quiz ba- like on my job yeah yeah I was like yes okay perfect like don't have to fire Emily no just, no just kidding but um yeah so I think like you really want to make sure so like if you are the visionary of the business as the owner then you want to make sure that you are not hiring another visionary you want to make sure that you're hiring an integrator so I think like there are definitely ways that you could go about um, you know conducting your search to find the right candidate to make sure that those types of like the type of person that you're bringing in is you know super organized and is able to like implement ideas and capable of like you know creating and executing on you know plans and, and all these kinds of things like you know has like the I guess the organizational wherewithal to you know take your conceptual mess and make it into like reality and something that is functional and benefiting your business. Um, So that's where I would start. And that's what I guess if I was going to give myself advice going forward, that's like literally the first thing I would do is identify like if I'm a visionary in my business. If I'm not, I would probably take steps to improve that because as the owner, like you really need to kind of be the person like thinking through your big Mm -hmm. ideas and and taking your business to whatever level it needs to go. And then, yeah, making sure like the next person that I brought on as my manager would be the integrator and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear like y- y'all's thoughts on it. Yeah. So I would say one thing that has been um, really impactful as a manager and everybody's, um, as an owner, your comfort level with this may be different, but I think transparency with your managers is so key um if you're if you are saying to your manager like we have to do this and and they don't know why and i'm sure and yeah. we do that right we, yeah. we say that to employees okay. like i really need you to do this and we don't tell them why and then it's like what's the incentive for me to do this like right. you're telling me what to do you know but when they know why when you're clear on your numbers and you you're clear on your strategies and you're clear on why we're doing this um the, your manager is going to understand, and it doesn't matter if they agree with it or or under completely understand it. But they're going to see your why, and that makes it so much more impactful in carrying out anything. Um, so that would be one thing I would say is be really transparent. I mean, Carolyn's super transparent with us, and that just 
I mean, it really helps. It makes mm -hmm. sense. Like, yeah, we, you know, I understand why we're doing this yeah. and I'm going to put everything behind it because I can see right. the impact. Um, so that's one thing that I think is really helpful and maybe not at the very, very beginning, you know, while you're figuring things out or whenever you're ready and you trust that person, being as open as you can is really impactful. Um, I think having um, job descriptions is good yeah important. yeah, yeah. Um, we really could do a better job with that i don't yeah. even know that we have a job description for either of y'all so. like i know what i'm doing well, yeah, <laughs> we, we could probably get something down yeah, we what if one day i was like okay you write your job description and that's your job today and then, <laughs> like that's not intimidating at all right <laughs> In the beginning, I I will say like it's, it doesn't matter where. Anytime you start a new job, it, there's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. But if your manager knows clearly, like my responsibilities are A through Z, at least they can start and start working on those and understand like, well, here's where my line ends and this next person picks up, and here's what I'm responsible for every day, and this is what you know, my owner is responsible for every day and there's no confusion. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to make things seamless. If you're hiring from within the business, it's a simple transition because they're probably familiar for the most part on, you know, what they're doing. Um, a little bit of, you know, learning software or whatever it is, but they probably are going to have a pretty quick transition because they kind of already know how things run and now they're just learning these new responsibilities. And then I'll just give one more. I think, um, giving your employees opportunities to do things their way is really helpful and it really allows your employee to have a stake in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So you give them a parameter and this is what I want achieved and you let them, you know, come up with the strategy and implement and the outcome. And they're gonna have a really personal touch on that and they're gonna be passionate about it because they've put a lot of work behind it or if you have a process that's already in place and you allow them to tweak it, um, it just is really a, a bet. Uh, it, it really is a way to have your employees motivate from within and intrinsically work to things that matter to them. Yes, I mean all of those put together. The only thing I could think of is find someone that your personalities mesh well together. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, yeah. Well, and yeah. I love like the disc yes. method, yep. and uh -huh. so like, and you know, I'm a high D. And for those of you that don't know what DISC is, um, I can provide a link in the show notes so you can check that out. But it's super helpful because. Um, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, good, But, like, I'll just explain yeah. it, and then yeah, you yeah. can mm -hmm. hopefully remember what you were saying. I'm like, <laughs> keep that right this way. Right <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so, like, DISC would be, like, there are four different personality types, D, I, S, and C, and high Ds um, are, have a very dominant personality, and a lot of business owners are high Ds. Um, I also am a high I as well and both of y'all are high eyes um and d's notoriously do not get along with i believe it's now i can't remember it's i want to say it's c i i Is think it it's s? i think it's c i think it's c. i think it's c so i'll have to look at that if it's not c i will Double go back yeah. in and correct <laughs> the statement but i believe it's c so like if either of y'all were c's it really just would not work and every single person that has ever worked here that has a c has never worked out <laughs> so um yeah so it's really important mm -hmm. to figure out 
um, you know, like the personality type, especially if you're going to be working super closely together. So, and I love that there's very um, uh, short uh, yeah. personality mm -hmm. tests that you can do to figure out your um, disc profile. Yeah. Um, but it's super insightful, and um, yeah, even if you're even if you only have like one part, even if you're like a solopreneur, just go ahead and take it and just see like just where, you are. You know yeah. where you are. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, and I, it was. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a C. It's yeah. just <laughs> it's just the way they approach the way yeah. they approach life is just different than the way. I like to approach life, and so that's just always going to be a problem. Yeah. Luckily, for those that are wondering, Rob is not a C. <laughs> <laughs> At day number four, he took the test. <laughs> I'm really upset. Like, so I, I have this link, and you just need. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at me. today. <laughs> answer honestly. Answer them all honestly. You need you to take this short quiz. Okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think starting out in the beginning, like Carolyn said, if you haven't taken that yet, go ahead and take it. And then from the beginning, I mean, we do it before we interview people, we have them take that and you already know, all right, this is... Yeah. And they, we have yeah. never not hired somebody based on their disc profile, just as right. an FYI. It, <laughs> and we do have people that range all, I have to think now, but... It's, it is, like Christina said, it's so much more helpful to know, like, mm -hmm. just how they behave. I mean, if you have an employee that's a D, outlook on everything, like, you yeah. are going to talk to them differently because yeah. if you start throwing orders, like, you're probably going to get some <laughs> argument back. So, it's just really helpful um, to know how to interact with your team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we've hit them all very awesome. well there. Yeah. I like that one. That's all right. Well, good times. So well, I hope that this has been super helpful. Like I said, I'll put together like that cheat sheet on how you know whether it's, you know, the right time in your business to hire a manager if you have not hired one yet. And um, like we were talking about, there is the course that I created called How to Hire a Rockstar Team. So that definitely would apply to hiring a manager as well. Um, and, you know, making sure that you're making good, solid hires so that eventually if you were interested in promoting somebody, then you would already know that they kind of mesh with your culture and, uh, and you know, and that kind of thing. So one of the things that I love about the course is that you can do like an add-on and get interview questions. It's literally like, I mean, I think it's like nine or ten pages of interview questions. Pretty much any question you could ever want. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole section on um, like very specific interview questions for f in being in the fitness business and um, working at a fitness studio. So, uh, but again, if you do not own a fitness studio and you're listening to this, then there are many other questions, and the course is extremely applicable across all businesses. We just happen to run a fitness studio, so like that's how we kind of like you know, I guess, color everything. But um, business is business, and we've talked about this in the past. Like, you know, all of these concepts could easily be applied across any business, and certainly hiring a manager yeah. would be one of them. So, yeah, I hope this has been super helpful. Go ahead and get that uh, cheat sheet on whether or not you are ready to hire a manager, and that will be linked in the show notes. And you can go to she'sonhertoes.com to find that link and find the show notes for this episode, number 33, How to Hire an Amazing Manager, or two. <laughs> and, yeah, if you haven't, if you found this uh, podcast super helpful, go ahead and rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast. And I think we're on, what, like 10 platforms now, so it's kind of crazy. 
but no, uh, yeah, there are that many ways. To I, know. To the I know, I know, well, maybe three or four. I know. So yeah, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're grateful to be on all those platforms and growing our audience. So yeah, help us out with that. We would love to hear from you. All right. Well, I hope everyone had an awesome week. Let's do it again next week. Thanks so much. Okay.